Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a rockin' English teacher protagonist, the ghost of Jimi Hendrix, forgotten dreams, a ticking clock, and the 27 Club. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Spire Can Monger View, episode 539. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spire Can Monger View. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you're doing good out there, and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this awesome podcast you can find at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. And if you're watching on YouTube, remember to hit that like button, tell your friends, click on that subscribe button, and click on that bell for notifications for when we release new episodes. And with that, my let's actually get to it, because if you remember from that last episode, I spun that one, that only the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to me that reviewing a pretty, well, let's just say it is an informative, educational, and insanely addictive story that was written by Yuko Ozada and Kazuya Machida. And it was illustrated by Yuko Oshida and published by Square Enix. Now, this has not been released in the United States as of yet because of some licensing issues, but here's hoping. If they're able to do JoJo's, they definitely could do this. But we'll get into the reasons why in a moment. This was released in Monthly Big Gagan magazine. The original run was 2013 to present. It means it's still coming out to this day. There are 20 volumes right now. It is not complete yet, but it is a sentence series that is a supernatural music series that's original title was Shiori Experience Jimmy Nawatashi to Hena Ojisan, or it is known in English simply as The Shiori Experience. And The Shiori Experience, it is a mixture of slice of life, rock, and more importantly, supernatural with a mystery, and it all centers around a very unique and realistic concept. And what concept am I talking about? I'm talking about the 27 Club. Now, for those of you who are unaware, the 27 Club is uh, it's an informal list of popular musicians, artists, actors, and celebrities that died at the age of 27 years old. And at first, you're like, oh, this, that can't be that many. No, they're 73, and it's over time. And each one has died in a kind of horrifying way. The first was in 1892 with Alexandre Levy, which he was a composer, conductor. He died at 27 years, 68 days. Then someone who's more important to this story is Robert Johnson. Uh, we talked about him in Me and the Devil Blues all the way back in the 100s of this podcast. And he died... At 27 years, 100 days, and he was a blues singer and musician. More importantly, he was known as somebody who sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads, and he became an amazing musician. And since then, there have been tons of people who've died throughout the years. That was 1938. In 1960, we had Rudy Lewis, who was the vocalist of the Drifters. He died at 27 years, 271 days of a drug overdose. You had Jesse Belvin, died 1960, uh, 27 years, 53 days. He was an R&B singer, died of a car crash. Suspected that it was foul play. We're not sure. Then you had Brian Jones, the founder of Rolling Stone. He died of drowning at 27 years, 125 days. Then, of course, we have Jimi Hendrix. Died 1970 of asphyxiation due to drug use. He was the lead singer, guitarist, and amazing icon of the Jimi Hendrix experience. He died 27 years, 295 days. Yeah, Janis Joplin died 1970 of a drug overdose at 27 years, 258 days. Jim Morrison, the leader of the Doors, died of a heart failure 27 years, 207 days. You had the founding member of the Grateful Dead, Pigpen, a.k.a. Robert McKeeran, 1973, died of a gastrointestinal hemorrhage at 27 years, 181 days. 
You had uh, the singer of Bloodstone, Robert Lee Durham. 1973, died of a horse riding accident, 27 years, 124 days. You had Kurt Cobain, famous uh, founder of Nirvana and lead singer, died of suicide, 1994, at 27 years, 44 days. You had um, Andres Escobar, died 95. He was a football player, soccer player, you know, footballer. Died 27 years, 111 days. You had Tu Tran, uh, Trini from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. She died in a car accident at 27 years, 263 days. Jonathan Brandis uh, from Neverending Story 2 and from Sequest. He's an actor. Died 27 years, 213 days due to suicide in 2003. You had Amy Winehouse, famous singer. Died of alcohol poisoning 2011 at 27 years, 312 days. And then last, one of the later ones was Anton Yelchin. Died 2016 to a car accident at 27 years, 100 days. All these people died at 27 years of horrifying ways. It wasn't like they all like that, oh, of natural causes. No, these are all horrifying. It's like car accident, murder, drug use, drug use, drug use, motorcycle accident, horse riding accident. And the last one was um, he got shot in a gang fight. He was a rapper from England named Tui Tuan. So it's kind of crazy that you have all these things happening with this event. And all of them are legends in their own right. And so the theory is that if you become a popular musician and you are 27 when you start, there's a potentiality that you're going to die at this age. Die young. You know, burn bright and burn fast instead of, you know, fading away. And this is the premise of this story because our main character, Shuri Honda, is 27 years old. Or 26 years old. And she's an English teacher at a university preparatory school. So essentially high school. And she's shy, she's meek, and she's someone who's a penny pincher. Doesn't spend a lot of money, and she just doesn't do anything crazy. Even though her students think that she is not interesting at all, she is friends with the most popular teacher in school, the soccer coach, Hoji-san. And also she has made a rival of the most popular female teacher of the school, who is the leader of the brass band orchestra. She's the cor orchestra curator, and she's kind of a really horrible person. Uh, the apt term would be a bitch, I think. And you wonder, what is wrong with this girl? Why is she in this? What's her deal? Well, her whole thing is that when she was younger, her older brother, Juji, was a guitarist and was amazing and great and inspired in her to be a rock musician. She had a band called the Crimson Koalas, and she was excited for things to go well. And unfortunately, her older brother ran away from home and ended up accruing a debt that her family has to pay of 20 million yen. They're still paying it off. So her family hates music whatsoever. It's been 10 years. She's a little depressed. And it's her birthday's coming up. And she is so humble at this point that her family's like, we never even see her smile. Uh, she just works for the family, gives us her money, and that's it. She still lives at home. And she's dutiful and a good sister but she doesn't do anything for herself until her 27th birthday when she receives her one birthday gift which is a foldable umbrella like i said she's very humble and she goes to bed and she sees a creepy individual in her closet a black man with an afro she's like what the hell is this and then she turns around and it turns out he's right behind her and she screams. Her family shows up and is like, what are you screaming about? It's like, there's a black man in the house. And they'll say, go back to bed. Because <laughs> they can't see her. And it turns out that this black man is here to help her out. And he keeps talking about jacking in. 
She's like, what the hell does that mean? And this black guy looks oddly familiar. She's not sure who, where she's seen him from. But turns out that this guy is a ghost. And he's going to haunt her. And the day that he haunts her, the day after her 27th birthday, there is a huge event going on. It is a cultural festival. And her job is she's going to be in a play. And it should be okay. She is bystander number three. Unfortunately, due to the shock of seeing this ghost, she passes out, misses her appointment. They said, oh, don't worry about it. You weren't missed at all. And as she's sitting there, she's watching the orchestra play and the ghost is following her and kind of weeping as it sees a guitar. And then she's thinking about all her memories and she's depressed about this. And the ghost says, you know what? I'm going to give you the ultimate experience and takes this Jackie as his hand and jacks in the back of her head and possesses her to play the guitar. And who is this ghost we're talking about? Well, it is the late, the great, the ever-popular Jimi Hendrix has possessed this girl to be the greatest rocker of all time. And she shreds. She, it's, let's imagine watching Jimi Hendrix now. And you're in the middle of school. You'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And more important, this is the mousy teacher that everyone makes fun of that they call her Jimmy-san or boring teacher. And they're seeing her just dominate this event like they're like what the hell's going on the orchestra teacher she's like you're stealing my glory playing this crappy music and she hates her because everyone is loving this girl all the students who didn't like her they're paying attention now and she's playing this amazing set which is great she's doing all the moves that Jimi hendrix does because Jimi is essentially possessing her and halfway through as she's having fun she realizes that this is the best she's ever done and she starts going crazy and Jimi gets knocked out, his plug gets disconnected, and it's all her. Her jamming and rocking out in this auditorium, standing ovation, and they love her. And so Jimmy's like, good job, now we're set. Uh, you've had a taste, and now you got one year. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why do I have one year? Well, turns out that she, he's like, yeah, you summoned us at the crossroad, right? And she's like, no, I didn't summon anybody at the crossroad. Well, she's become part of the 27 Club, which is a deal is you made a deal with the devil. She didn't do that. Someone else did. But now, she, for some reason, she's now in this pact. Um, Jimmy was able to come back from the dead, and he's going to mentor her and teach her to be the best musician she can be. And she has one year, 365 days from her birthday, to become a legend. If she doesn't become a legend in that time, she's going to die. Kind of horrifying. And so this is her following her passion. Becoming a rock star musician and learning what to do. And she embraces this because she wants to be a musician. She wants to kick ass. She wants to have fun. And it gets to the point where she's like, okay, I got to start do this. So let me get the band back together. And it turns out that her best friends who are in her band... One of them is now a mom. The other one is now a very high-powered real estate agent. They're doing their own thing. And due to some circumstances, she's able to revitalize her energy, show that she's still a rock star, and she ends up working with a student who got kicked out of the orchestra for really petty reasons, and they are going to start their band together. And like I said, this is the story of a lady who thought that she was not going to do anything, that she was very boring, becoming a rock star and inspiring other people to be the best they can be by enjoying the things that they love. This is a story of loving music, loving 
yourself having a passion for a project and more importantly, being the best you can be while loving what you do. And I've got to say, this series is awesome. It's fun. It's crazy. It's completely absurd. And the fact that we have this ticking clock makes it more fascinating. Every chapter ends with, this is how many days left until Shiori dies. And Shiori has, right now, I think they're at 200 days left, even though it's been 20, it's been over 10 years. So we're going to see what happens. But we're excited and we want to see her succeed because she has inspired so many people. Her, Like I said, the first person is the girl from the jazz uh, orchestra who they say, you can't play anything. And she plays jazz and she does a gr- she does a great job. Next, we have a baseball player who is a drummer, ends up joining because reasons. We're going to get into that. And then some other members. And... I'm not going to spoil any more, but this is a great series. The art style is well done, and there are so many references to music. You love it. And that is the problem with the series as well, because like I said, there is a licensing issue. And the licensing issue is that, unfortunately, there are so many musicians and actual music referenced in this series that there's no way it would get released in the U.S., they would have to change everybody's name and everything. And you can't do that because that obviously is Jimi Hendrix. You can't say that's Rimmy he- Dendrix. You can't do that. It's literally Jimi Hendrix. Kurt Cobain shows up in the series. And you can't be like, that's not Kurt Cobain. That's just random guy. It's literally what the story's about. So unfortunately, this... I don't know if this would ever get released in the U.S. But this is one of those ones where I would love to see it released somehow, some way. I don't know how many musicians you'd have to pay off. Um, I do know that one of the characters shows up looks like prince and that already is a headache in and of itself because prince was nuts he's like yeah you can't use my image in anything for 40 years so yeah so art style's great story's great the concept is ingenious because it's a revitalization of the crossroads story for a modern era and giving a character a ticking time bomb and there is a little bit of romance subplot but it's not the main focus the main focus is the music and i love that the problem is that this is never going to get released over here, so you have to get it in the raw, get the raw manga in Japanese and translate it yourself. Or if one was inclined, one could go to open waters. But as a podcaster who supports manga, I would never, ever, ever say that you should look in open waters, ever. But for that reason, I have to give this amazing series that is so well done. Our second highest rating of Borrow from a Friend and Don't Return Unless Off for Pocky. It's really good. It is enjoyable, it is fun, it is exciting, and it makes you want to read more. And like I said, there are 20 volumes out, so there's tons of content. So, on the one hand, you should definitely support it by buying the manga itself in Japanese, but you should really check this out. It is amazing. If they make an anime, I would that would be amazing. But I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe a live-action one. Who knows? We'd have to wait and see. But, have you heard about this series? Have you even... Uh, Checked it out? Let me know. Email me, zanspiker.com. I generally email back once in a while, or you can leave a comment down below. Let me know your thoughts on this series. Do you think that you would want to read a series about someone possessed by Jimi Hendrix and a bunch of other rock musicians? Let me know. And before I forget, let's talk about the question of the episode. The question is going to be, who's your favorite member of the 27 Club? What famous musician or actor that died at 27 did you think was the most impactful and awesome? I mean... I love most of the musicians on this. I Robert Johnson, when I heard his actual music, it is amazing. Uh, Jim Morrison for The Doors, great. Uh, Hendrix, yes. Joplin, yes. But I'd say for me, just because uh, I'm a millennial, 
it's gotta be Kurt Cobain. I mean, come on. Kurt Cobain, yes, uh, died of suicide, but man, Nirvana is one of the best bands out there. So that's my thoughts. But let me know. Email me zanspocker.com or leave a comment in the YouTube uh, comments. Let me know. Well, who is your favorite member of the 27 Club? Let me know. So with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week. And we've got a bunch of them, so let's go to it. So starting off from the top, who was released this week? We got Yokai Watch Volume 22. Surprise, Yokai Watch still coming out, but it's pretty good. You have The White Witch Doesn't Want to Raise the Heroes Level Volume 1, new series that just came out. Survival in Another World with My Mistress Volume 5. The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest, Volume 16. Soloist in a Cage, Volume 3. The Skull Dragon's Precious Daughter, Volume 3. Shiori's Not Just a Cutie, Volume 15. Shaman King Flowers, Volume 6. The Saint's Magic Powers Omnipotent, The Light Novel, Volume 9. Pokemon Adventures, Omega Red and Alpha Sapphire, Volume 1. Plus Sized Elf, Volume 4, the re-release with a new cover. My New Life as a Cat, Volume 4. My Cat is Such a Weirdo, Volume 2. Mao, Volume 15. Lovely Muko, Volume 4. Comey Can't Communicate, Volume 28. Karate Survivor in Another World, Volume 5. Helk, Volume 7. Free Life Fantasy Online, Immortal Princess, Volume 6. Fly Me to the Moon, Volume 21. Fire Forces Omnibus 8, which is Volumes 22 to 24. Easygoing Territory Defense by the Optimistic Lord. Production Magic turns a nameless village into the strongest fortified city. The Light Novel, Volume 1. We talked about the manga last week. This is the Light Novel. Don to Don, Volume 6. Cross Play Love, Otaku Punk, Volume 7. Case Closed, Volume 89. A Certain Scientific Railgun, Volume 18. And then last and certainly not least, Helsing, Volume 3, the second edition. So these are the 27 mangas that were released this week. Which one were you most excited about? Let me know. Uh, Which ones were you least excited about? For me personally, here are my top five for the week. We had Easygoing Territory Defense by the Optimistic Lord. Production Magic Turns a Nameless Village to the Strongest Fortified City. It sounds like such an interesting premise that it's non-Izekai, so I am excited to check this one out. You have Komi Can't Communicate, Volume 28. Officially, this is when uh, Komi meets parents, so this should be good. Uh, My Cat is Such a Weirdo, Volume 2. It's a cat manga, and it looks hysterical. Soloist in a Cage, Volume 3. A weird post-apocalypse series, which I've heard a lot of great things about, and it looks well done. And then, last not least, The White Mage Doesn't Want to Raise the Heroes Level, Volume 1. A series about magic and increasing things don't know if it'd be good but i want to check it out so those are my thoughts what about you which one are you most excited about let me know email me zansbarker.com and before i forget i'd like to thank each and every one of you who are checking out this podcast i appreciate each and every one of you every email i get every comment i get makes me want to keep doing this podcast for as long as i can gives me more motivation to keep doing this till an old man who has to read manga with thicker glasses and a magnifying glass or i have to read large print manga but thank you so much and two other things. One, I am applying to a couple of conventions, including Animazement. We're going to see if we get accepted there. And, of course, that one that only Anime Boston. Good luck with that. I'm putting in some new panels in and a couple of classic ones. Uh, last year, a lot of people loved the 30 
it's an over main character so we're gonna see if that's gonna work out and i have a new one involving anime reboots i'm excited to see if they get accepted so we'll see but with that in mind let's get to the part that you have all been waiting for and what are we talking about we're talking about that one that only the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. So what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. And what I've done is if I send a manga tile to each of the 10 slots, what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spyrocon Manga Review, episode 540. Can you believe it? 540 episodes of this podcast, of the Manga Review. That is crazy. I mean, I'm already at 1,000 episodes, but wow. Nuts. But let's spin and see we're going to be in the next episode, shall we? And also remember to like, share, and subscribe. Definitely check out the podcast, listen to some of our earlier episodes, and let me know your thoughts. And with the next episode, I'm reviewing Bochi the Rock. Wow. Uh, another rock musical one. That's kind of crazy. guess it's interesting because I had so many others. I had Lupin on here. I had Pro Team Phoenix on here, which had Atelier. Wow. All right. So I guess in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing Bochi the Rock. So with that in mind, as usual, I am your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you.